0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church Westlake all about the sermons we hear each and every week. I'm your host, Nathan Story, and joining me this week are Cesar Guerrero. Hello. And Pastor Dean Moyer. Hi, Dean. Hey. Dean uh, gave us a message this past weekend in our Back to Life series. We're continuing to look at the life and story of Nehemiah. Um, So we're going to dive into that message right now. Are we ready? Are we game to... To, to talk about this this week of Back to Life? Yes. Let's do it. First, for, before we do it, how, on, on a scale of like 1 to 10, how back to life are you guys feeling? How back to life? Let's do what little time little, is it? Yeah. yeah. Let's do a little inventory first. Inventory.
1: Let's see. Mm. How back to life? I, I on a scale start. of 1 to 10.
2: Yeah, I'll, oh, that's all we have to do is just 1 to 10. We don't have to like give a reason. No, you have to no give a reason. Explanation. <laughs> I think
0: I'm like a 7.5. 7.5. I feel pretty good. Cool. But I know there's these days where I'm still just in the the COVID funk and mm-hmm. the, well the everything funk. <laughs> That's great. So I feel okay. Seven point five okay. is a good score. Is it? Maybe a six point five. Is it, well, would that be no, don't, okay?
1: No, don't don't back away. Don't if you feel the yeah. seven point five.
0: Go with your gut. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with seven point five. How about you guys? How are you feeling?
2: Um, I'd say I'll do a seven. Okay. Um, it's biblical. <laughs> yeah. It's lucky. It's, it's lucky. No, it's biblical. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's the number of completion. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. feeling a little hopeful. I guess you know? nice. I think Good. below the five would be uh you know, mid COVID, and so it feels like we're kind of coming out of it a little bit. So yeah, yeah if we're talking COVID, but right, the summer yeah. ending helps me. I, I, the cooler weather, yeah. somewhat cooler
0: weather, is always hopeful for me. Yeah. See, so how about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Fall is, is one of my favorite seasons, so it feels good. We just went camping to um, on Liberty oh, nice. weekend. yeah. And so that was like, wow, fall is really coming because mm. you're outside and you feel the cold around you and you're yeah. sleeping in the cold. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like a 7, 7.5. I think that's right, right about where I am as well. I read an Instagram post this morning from a guy I follow who said that he thought this
0: entire season was just God calling him back to nature. Mm. Like, and just being outside yeah. and, and stop being distracted by the inside life. And so, it's mm. yeah. so cool you got to go experience. Well, well the
1: irony is that the <laughs> on our way up to the mountain, you know, you know, when you're outside, you get no cell signal if you're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. But yeah. when we got to the top of the mountain, we had, like, three bars LTE because <laughs> that was... Nothing's hindering the LTE <laughs> right, getting yeah. to you, so we're we're getting notifications every now and again of <laughs> things happening. Ding. We're like, yeah. oh my gosh, we came up here to escape, and that's yeah. the actually the only place. Look at so that sunset, of so ding. ding, ding, yeah. A, yeah. yeah, multiple towers trying to fight exactly. for your signal.
2: Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's so funny. Well, it's good to see you guys. Good to be uh, yeah. back with you. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Nehemiah at the city gates. Dean, do you want to yeah. start by telling us a little bit how you went about? kind of forming this message and what your process was?
2: Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Um, you know, Aaron and I talked about doing the, of course, we're doing the up, in, and out thing. And yeah. it seems like I always get the in sermon. Mm. And so he said, which one are you going to do? I said, well, I don't want to do the in one because I always do the in <laughs> one. So I jumped on the out one Okay, and quickly realized I was... Um, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why you're the
1: in expert. <laughs> That's right.
2: yeah. I got in sermons. I don't have out sermons. Right. Right. And so it was a little bit of a challenge trying to figure out exactly what we were trying to say without hmm. with the out yes. and on purpose, and then um, using Nehemiah as the the template for okay, that. Yeah. You know, there's a uh, kind of the. The protocol in preaching, you, you don't want the, to make the text say something that it doesn't say. Right. So I didn't want to press it so hard just so that if we did it just right, we could get the out out of it. Right. So it's just kind of a challenge to find the missional side of things. So I, I honestly, for a couple of weeks, didn't know what I was going to mm. do. Yeah. and. Um, when we so, threw
0: the curveball at you at recording a little bit early, we recorded we did on, that too, on yeah, Saturdays, yeah. but we did uh, Wednesday this past week That's just right, so people yeah. could have the holiday weekend off. Yeah.
2: So um, a few years ago, Cass and I went to Israel with a friend, and we're in Jerusalem. And so I was just kind of thinking about those that experience that we went to and um, kind of thinking that through and reading Nehemiah, I, this idea of the gates which is just like the marketplace where everything's just buzzing around the city. Right. But well, it keeps coming up, so I'm wondering if there's something here. Yeah. And just kind of evolved uh, a little bit after that. I actually called the guy that took us on the, the tour, and he said, what do you think about this? And he goes, I think that's brilliant. So that gave me enough confidence to, yeah. to pursue it, Great. knowing that um, I, I wasn't pressing Nehemiah too hard because right. um, I'm not, I, I still, I want to be careful. I, I don't think that was probably his intent, right, to be, you know, evangelistic or outward. But it was just the reality of, of the building of the, right. the city and the gates. So
1: yeah, I remember looking up online the Shire, Shire, yeah, How do you yeah. pronounce? It? Yeah, and uh, looking up pictures, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of pictures like, that are like in high def resolution. And it's mm-hmm. basically the. Antiquity kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but if you if you preface your search engine with like 1920s or or 1890s You get old pictures of gates um, And you see the markets that you're talking about. You see they're like a like bizarre kind of um, flea market type setups right next to the gate in Mm -hmm. the wall and then there's some people talking Mm -hmm. over here to your right and it's these still black and white photos but you get that livelihood that you were talking about, yeah. which I was like, wow, this is really cool, and yeah. you only have to go mm-hmm. back 100 years yeah. to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and, of course, you know, 100 years has gone by, and so things have changed mm-hmm. now, so some of these newer pictures don't show that mm-hmm. anymore, but I was like, wow, this is really cool how recent this was like, mm-hmm. a cultural experience for people who live in those contexts.
2: Yeah, really cool. Good. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the birth of it. And, yeah, great. Um, to... Several shapes and in preparation, that got what we got.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about Nehemiah's story here. I'm looking at your text and looking at Nehemiah 2 7 through 8. Mm-hmm. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me uh, to the governors of the province beyond the river that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah in a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber and make beams for the gate. I'm thinking about just our whole idea around this message and and going out, right, and Mm -hmm. being in community. And um, I'm struck by this particular passage and this request um, from Nehemiah because I'm wondering how often we feel like we have to be given permission to enter into community cuz he's asking for permission, right? He's asking for letters so he can have passage into yeah. these groups or into oh, these interesting, yeah. people. And I'm I'm wondering mm-hmm. how often uh do you guys feel that we we just we have to deal with getting permission before we enter into a group of people? Do mm-hmm. you feel that way? Do you feel like that's what people struggle with when we we struggle to to get involved with groups?
2: Um yeah, I think so. I um, I think the direction... Um, well, let me go back and say it this way. I, I think there's a, a separation in our culture between sacred and secular. Mm. My life at the church and my life outside the church. And I think the permission giving is saying that uh, if you if you're seeking permission uh, to be in a group or to go out and to be culture, uh, <clears throat> culturally uh, evangelistic in some way i think it is because we have separated the church from our our secular lives and if we can somehow uh, get rid of that false dichotomy that our life in christ is both with others and going out yeah um, then we Perhaps don't need the permission that we're seeking. Yeah, does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah. yeah, it seemed like your your talk about this purpose, kind of, this this purpose that you get from being a part of God's kingdom, is something that doesn't um, just stay in a religious context, but has to engage mm-hmm. in what you're talking about the secular context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a quote that you had was that I thought really stuck out to me was. You mentioned how the temple was already built by the time Nehemiah gets there, Mm -hmm. and the religious stuff was already happening by the time Nehemiah gets there, but what was missing was the gates or Mm -hmm. the the practical parts of what they were experiencing, um, which Mm -hmm. was the presence of God, but there wasn't a place to practice the presence of God, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting, and it really just opened that that story, that Mm -hmm. narrative up for me to Realize that Nehemiah is so important to this whole ecosystem of God's kingdom mm-hmm. because you have to be acting out what you are experiencing on the inside or you know, whether that's inside your like own heart, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff, or just maybe in your own little community, yeah. but it has to have legs. Hmm. Um, so what what was what was the part of Nehemiah's story that really brought that out to you to be able to say that? Because we not
2: we haven't talked much about the temple. Um, uh, it was um, part of it was the conversation that I had with my with my friend. Um, he was telling a story of his own church where the pastor is talking, doing this long series on the kingdom of God, and he actually pointed out is pointing out to his people over and over again that we were not saved so that we could someday just go to heaven that there's, mm-hmm. there's more to this, that we're ambassadors, we're, we're called. And he didn't say these words, but, you know, if we're going to become like Jesus, the, one of the distinctives about Jesus is the incarnation. He came mm-hmm. and, and was among us. And so our movement away from the church is a Jesus movement that's incarnational. We are mm-hmm. being like Jesus when we go out. Yeah. So... Um, that that's what he's called us to be to to live out that faith, not to just sit in our little community where and, and that's both figurative and literal. We don't just go to church and then we work, or we go to church and we have our mm. groups. It's I go to church and then I am the church. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh so it's this incarnational way of, of living that I uh, that I really that really caught my attention. Mm. Um yeah it's
1: that's interesting, yeah, because I think maybe you could read this text and think, oh, we just have to build more churches, like Nehemiah is building walls mm-hmm. we need to build more churches yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that we can have that space to yeah. live out our faith yeah what's what's maybe the other invitation in that that we what are other places <laughs> that we have to build that maybe aren't churches yeah um, maybe, and maybe not even physical spaces mm-hmm. but other spaces
0: yeah.
2: So it was really good.
1: And there's been this running theme, I think, in each week of this series, talked
0: about up in and out, is that you know these things don't just happen; like mm-hmm. right? they actually have to be practiced. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. something we have to be bad at before we're good mm-hmm. at. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, I think we see that uh, here yeah. in, in this week too.
2: A friend of mine does a podcast, and uh, his first round, his first series that he did, he's paused now. He's going to do another one, but it was he he identified. Followers of Jesus, hey, remember, you are superheroes sent mm-hmm. into the world to change it. And yeah. he had this idea that we're something far more uh, than, than we live our lives out to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought that was a, a great way of doing it. We are superheroes. Mm-hmm. We've been empowered with this resurrecting power of Jesus in us. Mm-hmm. And, and so why wouldn't we go out? And that's so kind of that... Um, Championing the cause of Christ and then feeling yeah. the empowerment of that—that's yeah. so interesting. You mentioned superheroes. Shepherd, my son is is getting really into
0: superheroes, and mm. some friends have given him, you know, figures and stuff, and and even with us being fairly protective of what we've allowed him to watch, and, you know, he hasn't seen any of the big movies or anything, but yeah. there's some Lego cartoons he's seen, that kind of thing. He really latches onto this idea of fighting of mm. that aspect that, yeah. of what mm. uh, superheroes do—they they fight, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we've tried to do, um, and that, well, and that reminds me kind of what you're saying of—we of we can have a tendency to be overzealous at times. Um, and, and so what I'm getting at here is, you know, instead of just going out and fighting evil, perhaps what we're just called to do is just to be protective. So what we've told Shepard mm. is that we've kind of tried to take the focus off violence and fighting um, And told him that well, they just superheroes protect people mm. right and mm. they allow yeah. people to, to Enter into the community and, mm. and have honesty yeah. and that all those things that we're telling people we have but um, Are we at danger of, of being overzealous at times in in going out and, and inviting people into our our inns?
2: Is
1: so that an issue uh, so we face? Are, are you picking up on potential? the the tension that some people might say might hear the phrase hey go out and make disciples and yeah. do it in a mm-hmm. violent <laughs> or or maybe a uh, uh insensitive maybe that's another way of saying it. i don't know maybe not violent in action but violent in in word
2: yeah right right is that is that what you're picking kind up of on? yeah mm-hmm. i know that's a very roundabout metaphor yeah. there but uh no, that makes sense. Yeah, no, is yeah I, I think it'd be healthy for us to replace it with the word courage, that we can oh, go out with courage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if we go back to the Gates metaphor yep. of all that's mm-hmm. going on, we, we live our lives courageously because we know the hope, right? We yeah. we we know the story of the temple, right. so you know what it's all about. And so it's, it's both courageous and, you know, bring that justice that mm-hmm. that we talked about in there or in civil matters yeah. are we people of integrity why are we people of integrity because yeah. I'm a good guy no because I'm a yeah. I'm a man of the temple if you will mm. um, what, what does that
1: what does that temple mean exactly can you explain a little bit what that temple yeah, represents that,
2: or yeah I think it, it represents the new heart that we get with Jesus mm. it's mm. it's the place of worship it's where we bow now it's where we pledge our allegiance if you will so it's it's where the transformation has take place has taken place because of what god has done he has come down among us in jesus yeah and it was a picture of that even in the old testament and so the transformation then that we take to other people Mm -hmm. uh, is is because of that not because of Because I am a superhero by my own nature, but because how I was changed at the temple, if you will, figuratively. Yeah, Yeah. and and it seems
1: like where this kind of where both of y'all's questions or points are kind of combining is that it does seem like there are enough people who claim to have that temple Mm -hmm. experience or Mm -hmm. that resurrection that you were even mentioning earlier, but are going about um, engaging with the world around them in a way that doesn't reflect. The temple life giving mm-hmm. stuff that they claim to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's hard to go into specifics because this, we're all, <laughs> in some ways, are all kind of guilty of it. Sure, sure yeah. But uh, what are, I, I love the three kind of, the three places that you talk yeah. about the gates mm-hmm. being yeah. kind of central to uh, commerce, civil matters, mm-hmm. just, oh, there's four, yeah. That's They're right. religious and, yeah. Right. Justice. So, commerce, civil matters, religious activity, and justice. Mm-hmm. And I think that justice one is you mentioned how it's like, wow, this maybe speaks a lot. You, you mentioned that in your sermon. Mm-hmm. Maybe this speaks a lot to that. Mm-hmm. How does how does justice connect to this idea of um, God's people being mm-hmm. people who have to be in the gates? Um, can you can you go a little bit deeper into
2: that? Yeah. Yeah, Aaron and I were talking about that particular activity at the gates and yeah. it, it, I think uh, Mike is actually preaching on justice this week maybe I think yeah at, I over think at so. the Huntersville campus oh. yeah. Yeah. so I th- um, it is a huge huge topic and obviously a, a hot one if you will at right. least yeah. a v- very warm yeah. <laughs> in, in our culture the bubbles, the bubbles in the stand and, and I really like the um, what does Mackey say um, the the uh, I mean, the restorative justice mm. that that yeah. we're restoring—we're not trying to make everyone equal in it, but we're supposed to live as Christ among to to actually just declare that everyone is equal. Mm. Yeah, which there's a, there's a difference in that we're not trying to you know, raise the waters so that they're all the same, but we're supposed mm. to treat all that they're the same, and mm. that, that's and again it goes back to. Um, heart issues as I look at my brother or my sister. There's there's an equality in who we are before, before God. And, and now there's practical things that we do to, to work those things out. And and we do at the gates. I This morning in my devotional time, I read about Mother Teresa, who for you know, half a century gave up everything and went to be among the poor, yeah. begging for food for the poor. And it was just this... Uh, this culture of giving and serving and, and actually trying to, to uh, bring this restorative justice to the dignity of their life, raising the dignity of their lives to a new level. So mm. I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing. So yeah, I think the the whole justice thing um, from, from a biblical sense, um, I get, let me throw it back in your laps, what, when you think of justice in the Bible, what what does that what does that sound like to you what kind of actions do you think how has how god exercised justice toward us what does that mean mm-hmm.
1: that's interesting you want to go first nathan or do you- just thinking. It's a big, yeah. one, so yeah. it's a big it, one. It's okay. I'm yeah. used to asking the question. Yeah. That's, that's right. You turn the tables. Wah, 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 wah. This isn't your podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let, let me let oh, me it's, read. It's, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it is this week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is. Uh, yeah. Tell us more. Let, let me Dean reread later. the Mackey quote again because yeah, I think yeah. that's really.
2: I think it's helpful. It says, according to the biblical justice that God sets forth, all humans are equal. All humans are created in his image, and all humans deserve to be treated with fairness and restorative justice. This means a selfless way of life in which people do everything they can to ensure that others are treated well and injustices are fixed. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that rich? Yeah. yeah. I think that
1: image created in his image thing mm. is something that has said so much that we've forgotten the meaning mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Um, and it's one. It's a. It's an idea that I've been reflecting a lot recently. Mm. And so when you asked about the, you asked the justice question. I was thinking about that mm. idea that God has created all of us with this ability to reflect Him, His mm. uh, character, to reflect who He is, um, His heart for people. Um, mm. And I think where justice comes in is that when we all inevitably we do. Um, begin to magnify our own image in our own kind of way mm-hmm. and say my image is more glorious or mm-hmm. better than someone else's image, um, then I think that's when God has to step in mm-hmm. and say, I mean, the Bible talks a lot about the humbling the, pr- the proud mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, um, using the foolish to shame the yeah. the wise and mm-hmm. this kind of reversing of things. Um, which is always super interesting, but I think it's so necessary for God to do, because we are so prone to flipping that around mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, I actually matter more than this person, or my needs mm-hmm. um, take precedent over other people's needs," and so justice has to be done because that's not th- that's not true, mm-hmm. right? It's not true that my needs matter more than someone else, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think we ever. I think that's so couched in that image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so important it's for good. justice. It's not just you doing a wrong thing but it's you doing something that subtracts from someone else's dignity <laughs> someone else's mm-hmm. worth um, that has to get undone yeah yeah I, you said that so well
0: but I'll just add that um, I think for us today for us in 2020. Um, in our culture, I think the first step for us towards justice is just to care, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just start caring, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're so wrapped up mm-hmm. uh, in our our um, our own lives and our own beings, and and I think if this year can be, you know, anything for us, it can be a little bit of a wake up call mm-hmm. for just how much we don't see that's happening around us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. right. That's good. I'll, I'll answer the question. Uh, with your own words Dean here but you, you wrap Hope. up on uh, on close to page 9 or on page 9 that uh, God is calling us to selfless living and generous giving on behalf of those with less and I yes. love this how wide are our
2: arms of welcome what yeah. a great quote there mm. how wide are our arms of welcome yeah Yeah. Um, something we didn't couldn't get to because of time mm. uh, is this I love uh, this is the good stuff this is the yeah, cutting this room is where floor us the cutting room more. floor yeah. and I'd love to go <laughs> this direction Um so there's this um, marriage, if you will, of justice and hospitality oh, yeah. that are all wrapped up in this whole thing. Right. So if you recall, the the elders would sit at the gate and they would execute justice. They would make their job was to make sure that that people that injustices were. Uh, cared for in some way. In mm-hmm. fact, Nehemiah went after some of them because they weren't doing <laughs> their job. Remember that they brought yeah. the poor, hey, you're supposed to take care of these guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it's, but it didn't just include the, the people of the city. It also included mm-hmm. the strangers that would be coming mm-hmm. into the city. Mm-hmm. They were to be given just treatment and equal opportunity to come into the city if they could convince the elders that they were doing it. And so the elders and the people were exercising this justice slash hospitality that would welcome a stranger into their midst. So when we think of hospitality, we think of napkins and making sure there's flowers on the table. But Middle Eastern hospitality was the hospitality of welcoming the stranger and even the enemy at night, especially because everybody needed shelter. They'd kind of drop everything and say, okay, We need to let these people in and so there's this uh, again this uh, justice happening this uh, what's the word to use this um uh, restorative justice giving thinking our best about the people Mm. to let them in and give them shelter so i just love that that image where this hospitality is one of welcome Mm. i think uh, i think i even said this uh, the gates were a place of welcome not Mm. exclusion yeah then it takes it another step, and that is there's a, this is one of the theological things that churches get um, they fight about, and it's do we belong before we believe, or do we believe before we can belong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay, so which one is it, Dean? Tell us well, right now. I'll tell you what. This <laughs> bit, this is the <laughs> picture of belonging before they believe. Yes. And yes. so there's this hospitality and justice are an invitation to come in and be a part of our community to belong, mm-hmm. and then let me let me take you to the temple. Wow! Yeah. So that's the that's the flow of the narrative, in yeah. this this metaphor. So it's kind of, it's really fascinating. That's powerful. Yeah, and
0: so much of hospitality I think is just building trust. How would <gasps> someone believe before they oh, trust yeah. you? Yeah. Right? Yeah you know, what yeah. a beautiful picture that we've kind of lost a little
1: bit yeah well it's funny you, you bring up that word trust yeah Mackie i'm familiar with all of his mm-hmm. stuff and me and Dean huge fans of his um, but he talks about that's that is the biggest um, obstacle for humans to be able to 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 be able to exact their full potential of partnering with God mm-hmm. is that trust both in God and in other people to to, to not hesitate to lean into relationships mm-hmm. And not hesitate into connecting with God, but that requires trust. And when that trust isn't existent or is has eroded, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to fully connect yeah. with this kind of Jesus kind of stuff where he's he says to pray for your enemies and to, you know, reverse a lot of the things yeah. that we've, yeah. that our kingdoms have put into place. Yeah. His kingdom's here to reverse all of that, but it requires trust in him mm-hmm. and also trust that if I walk into that potential hostile situation or sacrificial situation, that either I will be resurrected like Jesus was yeah. or that he'll just protect me and that uh, and mm-hmm. things will be okay. Yeah. It's it's bizarre, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun.
2: It's challenging for sure. Well,
1: it's funny you mentioned hostile situations. Because mm-hmm. Not only are we
0: called to take care of and be hospitable to the poor, but those who are possibly well-to-do, and I may even mention... In places of power, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and those yeah. who support people in power. I mean, yeah. this is 2020; we're in an election year, yeah. and I want to read uh, uh, a scripture you had in your manuscript, Dean, from First Timothy, and I love mm-hmm. this when we're able to look at other parts of Scripture, mm-hmm. look at the full story of the Bible, because yeah. they oftentimes um, coalesce together in beautiful ways. But First Timothy two one through two says this: First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. Those two ideas seem <laughs> at odds <Yeah. laughs> in a way. Um, godly and dignified in every way. Yeah. Wow, how do we do that well? Mm-hmm. And
1: then First Peter says, you're talking about First Peter in your sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and they're in the midst of being persecuted. Yeah, exactly. Hey, while you're being persecuted, yeah. while he's cutting the heads off of your friends, yeah. honor him, right? Yeah.
1: Well I wonder if, if Peter I mean, I don't know, because I don't know Timothy and Paul's experience, but yeah. Peter had that moment with the centurion hmm. where he gets a, where the Holy Spirit tells him, Go to this guy's house. Yeah. yeah. And he goes and the whole centurion mm-hmm. who is working for the Emperor, yeah. you know. Yeah. Exacting the emperor's mm. violence onto the known world at that time, yeah. and this and Peter's call to go mm-hmm. in there and say, "Hey, here's who Jesus is," and that emperor comes to faith and his whole family you yeah. know, does. Which yeah. I'm wondering if he's remembering that story mm. as he's asking wow. this yeah. person to dictate this in First Peter, which mm. is, I don't know, it's a connection I just made when you talked about that living yeah. peaceful,
0: peaceably yeah. among yeah. everybody. Yeah. I think we often think of right now, especially politically and and social economically, and all these justice issues is one of the worst times in history, but when you look back at these guys' life, Mm -hmm. when you look at people calling believers and Christians to honor the Romans who were literally murdering them Mm -hmm. and telling them to be honorable, it -hmm. seems a little bit easier to do that today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I could be so bold to say that, to to have respect, Not, not just for the leaders, but for the people that Believe completely opposite because mm-hmm. there's so much vitriol yeah. and and easy hate um, these days with, with communication being predominantly yeah. online in ways and mm-hmm. the fact that we're in our homes yeah. now all the time mm-hmm. so that's the only way we can communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to encourage us to we're supposed to be hospitable mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the least of these, as Jesus mm-hmm. would say, to the poor, but also to those yeah. our peers you know? and, and yeah. even our
1: enemies, as we would call yeah, them, yeah. our uh, ideological enemies yeah. Yeah. Nathan always asks for personal stories ne- Dean have you ever had a personal story where maybe some of this kind of stuff that hostility has, has made an impact in someone else's life that you maybe weren't expecting yeah have you you've experienced the way that that can disarm
2: people or even hmm. disarm yourself hmm. um gosh You know I, I don't know I think um, some, something that came to mind you talk about the hospitality and just yeah yeah so uh, this just happened and I, I think it might fit um, so we had some uh, neighbors move in two doors down from us several months ago and so one day I was out running stopped and I saw him on the porch and so I went up and introduced myself and um we have light interaction where neighbor friends but Mm -hmm. that's about it you know it's not like we have him over for dinner or anything and um, see him occasionally out stop and talk with them, talk about the kids and uh, he knows what i do as a a pastor and uh, he actually has some connections to our church which are interesting he doesn't go to our church but um sunday (laughs) here's the irony of the whole thing i was listening to uh, Lake Forest Church, Westlake. The guy that was preaching that day. Oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, and the and the doorbell rang, and it was this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he, it's just, it was an amazing. Uh, you, you got a moment. Yeah. And the moment lasted a long time. We we went out my porch and sat and talked. I. Um, I mean, it, it, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that, mm-hmm. that he's going through, and, and and reflecting on it, I I do come back to this: what what made him ring my doorbell? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got other family and friends much closer. But why my doorbell? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I I think well, I think it's part of that hospitality of welcoming them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. don't know them, and we seem to accept them. And, I don't know if it speaks directly to, to the question as much as it is that they've always known that we're here and available and mm-hmm. um, I don't know yeah. if that's even close to where you were going, but it it was one of those availability yeah. moments. Yeah. Um, we're almost literally a stranger came by yeah. and, mm-hmm. but found a place that was safe and welcoming. And, you know, as he dumped his life out before me, um, he didn't find somebody laughing at him or mm. any ridicule anyway And I dumped some of my own junk out. and He couldn't believe I carried any of that with me. And mm. So it's just that, that kind of life that we live with, with yeah. others that, that I think maybe God calls us to that, that aren't manufactured. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I, I didn't print up pamphlets to go in the Halloween buckets. <laughs> you know, I didn't do any of that. Oh, that There's, reminds you, i got to print mine out. That's right. Huh? That's good. Yeah. Make
1: sure they're in a good uh, format for 2020. That's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put them in, shrink wrap them. 2020, yeah. the scariest
1: year ever. Do you so, know Jesus? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Are I, I, we uh, in the end times? Sorry. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> end times with Caesar and <laughs> which, which we're about near, aren't we? <laughs>
0: Well, Dean, thanks for sharing some of your heart um, yeah. in in crafting this message for us. Is, is there anything else you want to add? Before yeah, we wrap there, up?
2: there's one one thing. Uh, it's one of those scriptures uh, that I came across that afternoon. Is like, why oh, didn't include that one? But yeah. for those things. But I think it's yeah, just yeah. it's kind of kind of an interesting passage of scripture that we hear Jesus uh, having said. We hear this a lot, and um, I think the context of it means more today when he says in uh, this particular one in Matthew 5 says that you are the salt of the earth Mm. but if salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled Mm. underfoot and he goes on to say you're the light of the world I thought Jesus was the light of the world Mm. no Mm -hmm. no you're (laughs) you're the light of the world you're you're the you're the representative of the kingdom now yeah Mm -hmm. And and he calls us to to live in a place where it can be seen It's at the gates. uh
0: Beautiful. Well, friends, be encouraged. We hope you're uh, um, empowered to to do these things that we're trying to do together as a community, to go out and be the light of the world. Um, But that's it for all of this episode of Tell Us More. Join us next week when we dive into uh, the message and and end our series, uh, Back to Life. I don't think my... Co hosts today, Dean Moyer and Cesar Guerrero. Thanks for being here today, guys.
2: Thanks for the invitation. This is fun. Absolutely.
0: Well, join us next week when we ask our speakers to tell us more. Goodbye.